Welcome to Season 2, Episode 2 of The Fifth Down, and free agency has finally started buzzing here. Um, this week we're going to be talking about a lot can doing with the combine and free agency just in general, and that's probably what it's going to be like for the next few weeks, including some mock drafts and whatnot. Um, first off, we're going to start with the Bears and the number one pick, or should I say the Bears and the number one pick. Right? No, it's going to be exciting. I mean, there's so much talk over it. Personally, I'm agreeing with a lot of it. I think, I don't know about you guys, but they need to trade down. They need to add yep. to their draft cap. They're, they're not in the quarterback needs, and there's so many teams that are. And I see the mainly only option for them at that being trading with the Colts. Agreed. Colts yeah. want a quarterback. They want to start fresh. And the Bears don't need a quarterback. So That's the they let thing the Colts around. and probably the Tetsons take a quarterback. I've even seen some wild theories of the Cardinals trading Murray <laughs> and whatnot and like D-Hop and taking quarterback at three, which could be the move. Mm-hmm. And then they just get whatever they like, which most likely I see being Jalen Carter, um, especially since he's not looking at spacing any um, backlash really from his supposed possible arrest. I didn't know that. Um, which is kind of whack, but, I mean, he was in college from the time, so the NFL can't really do anything against him. He's still not in the NFL. So what are they going to do? Um, but once he does, you know, mm-hmm. or if he does get out of that situation, uh, I see him being the definitely best lineman in this draft, and I feel like the Bears would will work with him perfectly. Mm-hmm. So what do you think the Bears are going to be able to like, – what do you think they want for that first pick? Because, I mean, I agree with you on the Colts. I think they need at least, obviously, this first round, next first round, and a second pick. Is that enough or is that too little? I mean, even that or I was thinking, like, a first uh, – or, well, the fourth pick. Mm-hmm. A second this year, second next year, and third and third this year, next year. Because it is it is three picks up, and that's still mm-hmm. four picks that are going to be solid. Okay. You're going to get good players out of that, good prospects. So you think two firsts, two seconds, and a third? No, two, two seconds, seconds, two thirds, and one first. Only one first. Okay. What do we think? What do you, what do we think the Bears are going to take for like for a position for their first pick? Like what do they? What do yeah. you think they need the most? Defense. Defense. Okay. Yeah. Easy defense. Okay. So do you think once they trade with the Colts, they trade down again? Because personally, I, I really do. I think they stay at four. You do? I think they – I mean, if they were to trade down again, I just feel like you start getting in some risky areas from there. Like, sure, you get some more draft capital, but there's you're just going to miss guys, and those are guys that you could want in the process. Is their cap still at, like, 96 mil? It's yeah, so it's so crazy. Right yeah, it's like they had that whole free agency. It's like it's quite a rebuild process they got going, and mm-hmm. it's kind of weird that the number one pick is almost useless to them. It is. I mean, I Yeah, they need more, like... Like, they need volume in picks rather than yeah. just, like, one big guy. Exactly, exactly. So, I mean, if Jalen Carter's on the board... I feel like they would stay with that at four, but yeah. I mean, so he is gonna be like draftable this year. Yeah, he's draftable. There's, okay, the good. NFL's that's not good. gonna do anything against him. Good, I didn't know that. That's good. Um, but realistically, if they do trade down, for me, I think they go right to the Panthers. I think the Panthers are looking to jump up a spot because I mean, you have teams like the Raiders and Falcons ahead of you. Yeah. Even the Seahawks. I know they just re-signed Geno, but 
you know, anything yeah. Can now, honestly, I see the Seahawks more taking like a late round guy like that. Uh, I believe it was Malik Cunningham who played for Louisville. Uh, I can see him taking that guy and just setting him behind Geno for a few years. There's a lot of good depth in the quarterback class. There is. This year. Uh, I mean, even mm-hmm. you could see a guy like Max Duggan. Right. Even like that <laughs> late round guy getting picked and Stetson Bennett. I know he's, he's old. Yeah. It doesn't matter, dude. I mean, for me, I think the Bucks take him late in the draft because yeah. he, he did great in his combine. That could be. And he won two mm-hmm. natties. You know, the things that he's done for the Georgia Bulldogs is not uncredited. So. Yeah. Yeah, no, the Buccaneers could use that guy. That is fair. I didn't think about that. Um, moving on, mm-hmm. free agency has officially kind of like kicked off pretty much. Um, Derek Carr is headed to the Saints, which – what I wanted. Talking about that last week. That's what Jake Sear wanted. I know he's very, very happy with that. Nick, didn't you want to see him on Washington? <laughs> I did want to see him you on did. Washington. Yeah. I don't understand how cap works in the NFL. How does that even make sense? I. So <laughs> how much are they going to pay him? Uh, I think it's like four years. I would have to pull I didn't it up. See the exact number. Four years, one hundred and fifty mil with a hundred million guarantees. Hmm. <laughs> so he'll make sixty mil at signing. And then, uh, you know, other incentives. But, oh. um, <coughs> yeah, I mean, it's great for the Saints. I mean, it's going to yeah. keep them in the division. I don't think it was the right moves for the Saints. Oh, I think it was. What do you think I think they should have just cut everyone and rebuild. Because, I mean, you have issues in that team. Michael Thomas being injured. Alvin Kamara with his legal issues. I mean, the only positive you have are really Did he beat his case? Him? Yeah. I, I have no idea. I know his trial was on the third, but... Uh. I feel like that's just going to continue to belittle him. Yeah, I mean, it could be something, but I don't know. I think Derek Carr going to the Saints is exactly what they needed, and they're definitely going to be in the playoffs next year. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I don't believe in them. I really don't. Unless Lamar really? goes to the Falcons. I, I just Yeah, and then Falcons. Are, they got a lot of I mean, even still, I can see the Saints in the playoffs. I think the Saints could be third to I mean, second to third in the division. Seems like everybody in this division is like flying around somewhere with the news, like yeah, always, yeah. like Carolina with the pick, and then uh, these two teams, like oh, both chasing need quarter- quarterbacks. They both need quarterbacks. So yeah, like, everybody in that division needs a quarterback. Yeah, it's gonna be very weak. Like like I said, <clears> like <throat> last episode, it's gonna be like NFC East, where it, like just a trash division, and it's. This is going to be a big rebuild for mm-hmm. every one of those teams. Because, yeah. I mean, but I yeah, think very level playing field. Yeah. Year. I think it's good for Derek Carr, though. I mean, I'm not saying it's bad. I, I don't think for the Saints it's going to be good. But for Carr, he's not going to have to rely on just, like, you know, him and his receivers to get the job done. Because yeah. the Saints yeah. do have a great defense. So, just like Washington, which I was about. But <clears throat> All right, next up. We're going to talk about some combine winners, um, NFL combine obviously being this weekend. Should we start with offense or defense? Uh, let's just throw a mixture out there. Throw let's, a mixture? Yeah, uh-huh. I mean, I think the one player that is most talked about is Anthony Richardson. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. he is an absolute beast. He's an absolute stud. Yeah. A 4-3, four, four, <coughs> um, 40, and a 40-and-a-half-inch vertical leap. And I think he also set the broad jump uh, record. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's 6'4", he's 244 huge. pounds. You yeah. don't see that from a quarterback. No. Yeah, insane. I mean, there's stats right here, which is just, you know, random things. He's a fourth inch taller than George Kittle. 
He's heavier than Hassan Reddick. His hands are bigger than D-Hop, who has arguably the best hands in the NFL. Exactly. You um, mentioned throwing the ball. Holy. His vertical is higher than Devontae Adams, and his broad jump was longer than Odell. So, I mean, yeah. all those stats are there and incredible. And I think he's a quarterback that you – I don't even know if you can say not take a risk on because he's going to be a physical. Yeah, yeah, he's going to be a demon. But I still feel like he's going to come off the board third uh, at the quarterback position. Mm-hmm. I think Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud are just – they have two notable con- college careers to be passed up on before him. Yeah, like before the combine happened, how much talk was there going around about this guy compared to like the bigger names? I mean, he was projected to be around like fifteen. I've heard a lot of people saying that he might go to like the Giants if they don't resign Daniel Jones huh. or stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, That'd but be interesting. It's just like he used to be like a young, like high ceiling guy, and now he's a. Hey, I just was a stud in the combine, and my college tapes aren't horrible, so yeah. put me over Levis. I feel. Yeah. Um, I think the quarterback class this year—it's nothing phenomenal, but it's great. I think every quarterback that you know participated in the combine evaluated their um, <clears throat> values. Besides Bryce Young, and I will say that because you know he marked in. I think the only impressive thing that he did was beat the odds in his, like, height and weight because mm-hmm. he's 5'10". A lot of people thought he was going to be 5'8", five, 5'9". Five, yeah. He marked over 200, so that's good for him, but he didn't participate in any other things. Yeah, which but is kind of sketchy. It is. Um, I think, for me, C.J. Stroud's the number one. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, I think the Colts draft up or trade up to get him. He's the best pocket passer in, the, in this draft. Yeah, I mean, that that is fair, but I kind of still have Bryce Young going at the, the number one overall for quarterbacks. I mean, C.J. Stroud, I could see. I just don't feel like his college hype has led up to enough. Yeah, I think, like, your play, obviously your play in college is going to be, like, taken into consideration way more than how you did in the combine. Because, I mean, yeah. you're, not, you're, not pl- you're not playing the game. You're just kind of doing the... You know, if if you're a run- wide receiver, you're catching passes. If you're it's running just, back, yeah, it's how efficient you are yeah. essentially, which is it's more statistics. But yeah, um, running backs, Behan Robinson showed out, um, and then there's also Jameer Gibbs who yeah. was five five. I believe he had the like a thirty three inch vertical fastest forty. I want to say was he um what team did he play for? Was he on Alabama? Alabama? He was on Alabama. Yeah. Because um, they had two running backs in that combine. I don't remember which one it was, but <clears throat> I think it may have been Gibbs. But he did very well in the combine. Yeah, it was Gibbs. The height. <clears throat> um, which is going to, you know, kill his draft stock a little bit, being 5'5". Five, five. I mean, with a running back, it's I'm thinking 5'5". Five, five. That guy's going to be able to slip between any defender he finds. How big is he? 5'5". Five, five. No, 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 oh, like how much does he weigh? Oh, because um, I know the you know weight and height is a big thing going into the combine and in the draft itself. Yeah, because if you you might be an elusive back who can get around people, but if you can't break a few um, tackles, that's right? One ninety nine, just under two hundred. That's impressive for five five, honestly. Yeah. yeah. So I yeah I mean I guess a beefed up dude, right? Um, so yeah, that's good. I think the defense did very well. I think there's a lot of players who not only solidified their spots in the draft, but you know, raise their stocks. Yeah. Like, Nolan Smith, I think he did an absolutely f- 
fantastic. He ran that 40-yard dash <coughs> at 4.39 yep. with a split of 1.52. Couldn't even compare him to other uh, D linemen. They had to compare him to, like, Saquon Barkley and other yeah. great he players was, like that. I mean, he was super. He killed it in the um, in his vert. Like, he had 41.5 inches. I think he's going to be a stud, and I think he's going to be one of the edges and linebackers that gets off the bat board first. Yeah, I can definitely see that. Uh, wide receivers, nothing really too major was like a standout. Um, I think the most notable thing was Kayshawn Booty just sucking. It's not good performance at all. He was slow. He just wasn't good size. It was nothing really looked up for him in that. Tank did stop quite a lot. Um, but JSN... Did pretty great. Josh Downs and Tank Dell also increased their stock by quite a lot, um, just being fast and having good performances. Yeah, I think JSN, um, I think he's going to be the best receiver. I think he's going to be the first receiver to get off the board, personally. Yeah. I don't know where he's going to land, but I think he is the best receiver in this draft. Yeah. <clears throat> One um, thing I kind of want to talk about regarding not receivers but tight ends uh zach hunts he seemed to be all over the place with he was second 40 mm-hmm. for 40 for um in hit in tight ends yep. and then he had the best vertical and i think he had the best broad jump too there's a lot of great tight ends in this draft yeah. like i saw at one point which was you know much later um but there was a draft that had three tight ends going in the first round I know that won't happen, but this tight end draft is going to be, you know, historical in my yeah. own opinion. Because you got someone like Darnell Washington on Georgia, who's six seven, an absolute monster. I don't know if you saw the video, but yeah. you know he snagged that one hander. He's going to be great for a team that's needed a tight end. For real. Also, another notable performance on defense: Will Anderson Jr. at two fifty three ran a four six. I mean, it ain't no four three five or four three eight, but. Mm-hmm. Four six is quite impressive for an edge rusher at two hundred fifty three pounds. I think he's going to be the first defender off the board. Yep. Personally, I mean, I think he's the best one in there. I see him a lot like Khalil Mack, mm-hmm. and there's stats or you know comparisons here. Um, he his height is six three and a half. Khalil Mack is six two and five eighths. Their weights are dead on. He's two fifty three. Khalil Mack was two fifty one. You know, all of these things are lining up, and he's going to be great for, I think, either the Bears or the Cardinals, one of the two teams there. But, yeah, yeah he's a stud. And then when it comes to defensive backs, the main standout here was Christian Gonzalez, who ran a 4-3-8-40 with a 41.5-inch vertical and 11-foot-1-inch broad jump. That's just incredible. Number um, one. I mean, he's had the same 40 time as Nolan Smith, mm-hmm. but... Like, the jumps, holy word. That's going to be something that you're going to see a lot of just stupid interceptions from because he's just going to be able to get there. Yeah, I mean, if the Lions don't get their cornerback in free agency this year, I'd love to see them get him. I want him on the Eagles. On the Eagles? You think he's going to fall? Really bad. Want him on the Eagles. I don't know if that far. But I'd love to see Christian on the Eagles. I think Joey Porter disappointed in the combine for me. I mean, yeah, he wasn't fast. You know, there's just little things. That, <coughs> it's not nothing shocking, but just a little disappointing for me. Yeah. I think he's still going to be a stud. I would love him on the Patriots, personally. Yeah. But um, just a little disappointing in the comments. I mean, it me. is even just a great quarter draft. Like, there's a lot of 
just well-rounded components here other than really linebackers there's not that many linebackers in the draft not that many interior linemen but everything else is stacked yeah i think it's gonna be a very solid draft you know nothing i mean you, you see anthony richardson his athletic tributes are amazing but there's nothing that blows my mind out of this draft but there's nothing horrible about it yeah <clears throat> and next up we'll try and move on to the uh, combine losers here as we kind of mentioned, Keishon Boudet, um, he just was horrible. One of the worst wide receiver performances of the year um, in the combine, if not the worst. It was just very disappointing overall. But what about you guys? What do you think? Um, Jordison Addison, he was a wide receiver that was very yep. highly marked. His 40 was 4.49. And for a small, you know, fast receiver who had a great – um, career in college, I mean, he had 26 touchdowns in his last 25 games. That's amazing. So it's nothing that teams are going to look away from, but 34-inch vertical, these small little things at the combine, yeah. he did do perfect in. Yeah, and he did have a 6.36 grade, which was about, I think, fifth um, on the board. The best wide receiver grade was Jalen Hyatt uh, with a 6.5, wow. which is very impressive. Um and actually, wow, JSN and Ute uh, finished at 629 for their grades. Really? Yep, both, which is, I feel like JSN did much better. Um, much. Quarterback Bryce Young managed to stay atop with a 682. I feel like the main knock was Jalen Richardson going down to a 63. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he went down to the fourth quarterback, was really undisputedly the third quarterback that was going to be taken off that board, but changed quite a bit. You know, the receiver that I didn't hear much of, and I've, I've been trying to look around, is Quentin Johnson. He's a wide receiver for THCU. He's a beast. I mean, he's so – he's 6'4", 216. He's a big physical guy. I don't know if he didn't – compete in the combine and if he didn't then I don't think that's right because he needs to show off his attributes and you know show what he can bring to a team because he's he's a great receiver and like a team that needs you know a big receiver like either the Ravens the Patriots you know different teams out there Mm -hmm. I think he should have shown that off in the combine so little disappointing what I didn't hear and what I heard for real Um, for these guys like if you're not working all the time, like working on this stuff, and then you just go to the combine expecting to blow people out of the water. Right. Like, uh, people like us, we might not have news about, like, how much work you're putting in off-season, stuff like that. So may, we may expect a lot from a certain player, and then they just they don't they underperform because they don't, they don't work Guys as hard are, as they should. They're not hungry, Yeah. which is what you yeah. don't want to see. In the draft, you yeah. want hungry guys who are going to help lead your team. Well, and like you have players that have, you know, crazy seasons in college and then they don't show up to the combine. Mm-hmm. And then these other people who had, you know, a less of a season, but they show up at yeah. the combine. They do their thing. They play. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. they go That's, insane. They're going to bump higher. And, you know. I mean, guys like even Zach Wilson, who was the second quarterback taken off the board a few years ago, he is just unmotivated to really win or lead a team at all and that we've seen that and there was questions about that coming in and then the Jets took the chance and and it's just kicking up right now um to 
seems like the only thing they really did fall short on though, because like they're they had they did have both rookies of the year. So they just need to get that quarterback in. Yeah. I think Rodgers has been talking with the Jets yep. recently. So mm-hmm. that could be their move. I mean, even I can see him trying to trade up there. That 13th pick, that's good draft capital right mm-hmm. there to try to get into, like, even pick five, get Anthony Richardson, or maybe pick seven for Lil Levis, something like that. I don't know. I think the Jets need a veteran. I yeah. think they need to just cut ties with the young quarterbacks. I think it was very disappointing that he didn't get Carr. I know that's not where I want him, yeah. but for a Jets fan, yeah, I feel like Carr was your guy because you know, like he wants to play, he wants to win. You have a good team. You put Carr on the team, he's going to do well. Aaron Rodgers, he's a mix right now. You don't know if he's going to retire, go back into his cave. There's so many different options for Rodgers. That's it. So I think it was very disappointing for them not to get Carr, and I know fans are pretty pissed off about it. So for sure. Um, any, I'm kind of looking for the other like losers of that draft or that combine. I'm not really seeing too much other than Boutte and it's even like Will Levis. I think it was just a lot of players that, like I said, um, like I'm going to say again, just didn't perform. Yeah. Like, I think Bryce Young should have, especially after proving people wrong about his height and weight. Still not what teams want mm-hmm. or scouts want. But you pull out to the combine and... He came out with a lot to prove. And then kind of showed it up, but it's the stuff that he couldn't control. Mm -hmm. Stuff that he could, he didn't really do much with. Um, As I see here, I believe the highest grade was 7-11 from Jalen Carter, the DT out of Georgia. Oh, Jalen Carter. Yep. Yeah, I'd lo- I I really want to see him do well in the NFL. I mean, I I hate to see him fall down because of an incident like that. It would be unfortunate. It would. So hopefully, like hopefully he can bounce back from that for sure. Yeah. Um, and our last topic here, we got the which QBs are going to be the best out of this draft, which we've kind of been rolling through here for a yeah. little bit. Um, this is our fifth down question. I'd say, I mean, honestly, just by the combine and even the interviews after the combine, I'd take Anthony Richardson ending up being the best quarterback out of this draft when you look back at it in five or ten years. Just, like, performance in general in the NFL? Yep. Okay. Like, just the... Where do you see him going? Where do you see... I mean, you said the Jets. Honestly, I can see a lot of places. I could see Las Vegas. I can see the Jets. I want... I just want him a team, really, that he can step into and not, like, he doesn't have to grow with the team so much as he grows, like, for the team. Like, he, the like, they take, even, like, yeah, the Jets. You got a whole team around you, and those losses, I feel like you learn a lot from because there's not too much other than himself that there would be to blame from that. I feel like you can learn a lot from that and just grow as a player. Yeah, I think he's definitely the player to pick for a team. Me, I'd really like to see him on the Panthers. He reminds me a lot of Cam Newton. Yeah, they were comparing him to. I mean, that's his his hero, too. So that would definitely be some sort of value for him. But I just don't really like the Panthers situation for him. I don't feel like it's a great place to grow and become a star quarterback. They haven't had a lot of good uh, quarterback history recent. Just like... 
other than that, really one Cam Newton season now. Yeah. I know, but he's so alike him. And like he said, you know, they're comparing him to Cam Newton. Yeah. There was a thing that, you know, he was interviewed. He said he started calling, or I started calling myself Cam Jackson in the 11th grade. Yeah. Mixing yes. up Cam Newton and Lamar Jackson. So I think the Panthers need to roll with a mobile quarterback. You know, get that good run game going. He's a big physical guy. I think it'd be a perfect spot for him. And I'd for love sure. to see the Panthers trade up to get him. That would be nice. Um, another thing that you could see with that situation possibly is if Lamar does go to the Falcons like we all want, mm-hmm. then he'd be playing one of his, the, one of the guys that he looks up to, which would be some like good motivation for him. Exactly. He's definitely need a, He's a guy that needs something to mm-hmm. grow, and he's he's looking for that. Like like he said in his interviews, he's gonna be the best. Right. Um, for me, I'm gonna go quarterback. I mentioned it early in the podcast. It's not a top five, you know, it's not a first round, second round quarterback. This guy's projected to be a second day, third day quarterback. Stetson Bennett. You have Stetson re- Bennett I in re- five, ten years being the best quarterback I'm not saying the best, but I think he's going to be someone like Dak Prescott in a way. Yeah. I'm not saying they're just alike, but, you know, Dak Prescott being like one of the late, late guys and yeah. just coming in and being, okay. And he shows I don't up. hate that. No, and it's just a it's a take that I really do believe in. He did well in the combine, just like all the quarterbacks. I think Will Levis is the only guy I don't believe in anymore. He missed a lot of balls. He high threw a lot of receivers. But he has a cannon. Like yeah. you could think about that as Josh Allen. He came in the league inaccurate, but he had that cannon and he honed in on his accuracy. And I mean just look where it's gone. That's a good point. But no, Stetson Bennett, I think he needs to go to the Buccaneers. And that's the team that he would start on. He'd battle against who? Kyle Trask, maybe Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. I think he could win that definitely. You know, his arm is his arm's strong. He throws the deep ball as well. And last year, you know, winning his second national championship in a row, he threw for four thousand one hundred and twenty seven yards, twenty seven touchdowns and seven interceptions, with a QBR of eighty seven point eight, which is fourth. Yeah. I think he's a solid quarterback who's not gonna you know, m- mess up a lot, and he has a good base around him, being Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, you know, Rashad White. And Those are all receivers right, you can work with. Right? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. And, you know, the O-line, it's injured and all that, but he, they have a good steady coach. Their defense is well. I think that's the best position for him and for his future. And Could so. be. I also kind of feel like if I could see Stetson Bennett in a Patriots jersey. Really? Yep. I mean, we draft quarterbacks late uh, for no reason. Like, yeah, Bailey exactly. Last year. I feel like Patriots jersey could just happen for Stetson Bennett. It wouldn't really make much sense, but I could just see it. Um, I think probably the second best quarterback I see would be C.J. Stroud, undoubtedly. Mm-hmm. And Bryce Young and Will Levis, I have a feeling they're going to be like third and fourth. Um, just kind of tied up. Because I don't, I don't feel like Bryce Young's hungry enough. I don't I feel, feel like Will Levis is either. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think, Parker? Um, just just from combine stuff, I think the Anthony Richardson guy. I think he's gonna just from just looking at how much he compares to Newton. Yeah. Just just even just like physical attributes, not even how like his height, his weight. As long as if he lands with a good team and they know how to use him, maybe not like he doesn't have to perform amazing the first season. But if he stays with the mentality that he did in uh, when when we just had the combine here, uh, I think he'll get 
a, f a solid amount of time with one team, and they'll work him. Uh, as long as he doesn't, like, screw up or shows a weakness that he can't fix, I think he's going to be a maybe a next Cam Newton that'll, that might be better. Yeah, I can see that, definitely. Um, the thing, honestly, I'd hate to see from Anthony Richardson is ending up becoming, like, Cam Newton or Lamar Jackson and then just getting in injured because of how much he runs. Right. Um, I feel like injuries could be definitely I mean, the death to his career just because of his size and whatnot. There's a lot of room for injuries there. Um, and if he just runs the ball too much, I'm worried about what would happen. Yeah, that's, that's just why he would need to be in a right fit yeah. where he doesn't need to be thrown in that He situation. should be like a Josh Allen. Josh Allen. Yeah, where he can run if he wants to, but he has weapons Defen Like decent receivers around him that he can get the ball to. Yeah, mm -hmm. which is where I see Garrett Wilson yeah. and Elijah Moore working in on the Jets. There. Yeah, he doesn't need to have like top 10, 5 receivers, but he, he just needs a... I'd rather a him. I'd rather him see him like go to a team where he has a solid group of like three or four receivers, mm -hmm. rather than go to a team that just has one good receiver. Because you can't limit yourself. I feel you need that. to be able to to like move the ball around mm -hmm. and familiarize yourself with every player. I think he needs to be on a team also with a good running base. Because I don't want to see him end up like Josh Allen in a way. Like, yeah. being the guy that has to run oh, yeah. the ball to get Because they don't hand. have a running base. Right? Even like that, I would not like to see him become Jalen Hurts, where they have a good running base, and then they stop using that running base because Jalen Hurts is just so efficient. You're talking about Miles Sanders? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, teams have to play with him very smart. Cause yeah. We, I don't think anyone wants to see him end up Some like a Cam acts. Newen or like an, even Robert Griffin III. Stuff like that, because mobile quarterbacks are, a, you know, a weapon yeah. in both ways. Yeah, and I just don't feel like coaches have really learned how to fully use those running quarterbacks yeah. like they can. It's something that I hope we can see develop in the future. Yeah. I think it's way harder to replace a running quarterback, too, because if you say you have a big running quarterback and you've been with him for so long, mm -hmm. and then say he gets injured and it's a or he stops performing, and then you introduce a quarterback who isn't as good overall, but he's honed in his passing skills more, yeah. the rest of the offense isn't going to be as used to that. So exactly. it's just going to bring down, like, the team as a whole. Mm -hmm. it, it's harder to – like, you see way more just regular passing quarterbacks who can maybe, like, turn on the running game once in a while, but – there's only a few names who are just like, oh, yeah, that's a running quarterback. And yeah. that's pretty much what they do. Honing in on your offensive strategy mainly is what you need to do. Um, and just not really stress one side of the ball too much. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyways. I'd like to just say another thing. I, you said C.J. Stroud, and I want to talk more about him. I think he really is the number one quarterback in this class. And there's just different things about him. I think the Colts would be his best fit. But I don't think there's any team that would do him wrong. Yeah. I mean, he's the best pocket passer in the draft, like I said. He's able to feel the pressure, move. He's mobile. He has a good arm. I think his mid-accuracy is his best. But his stats this or last year in college, he threw for 41 touchdowns, which was second. He threw six interceptions. His QBR was also 
high 80s, which was 88.9, which is second. Mm-hmm. I think he's a guy that can really, really change an offense and a team in general. Yeah, I um, see that 100% too. I just think that teams are going to go with Bryce Young before they're going to go with C.J. Stroud. I just, I don't know. It's kind of like in the, uh, what was it, 2021 20, draft, I thought Justin Fields was the best quarterback out of that draft, no question, and he fell. And I feel like C.J. Stroud is kind of the Justin Fields comparison almost, except just a passing quarterback. Um, this article says C.J. Stroud um, has a few inspirations that he wants to impress and kind of almost be like. Mm-hmm. Um, one was, hold on, let me see. Joe Burrow and Deshaun Watson. Do you see him matching any attributes? Absolutely. Those guys? I mean, especially He said he Joe was a Burrow. pocket passer. Yeah, he can be. And he can also get out of the pocket yeah. very easily, like a Joe Burrow and a Deshaun yeah. Watson. Yeah. So, I mean, there's definitely some similarities there. So, I, I don't see the difference in there. I said Dak Prescott earlier to Stetson Bennett. Yeah. I think he's a lot more closer to Dak than any other quarterback. Yeah. Just because, you know, he's able to sit in the pocket, feel everything, and throw the ball yeah. mid, short to his, you know, to his receivers. Yeah, so. and sometimes that's more important than being yeah. able to just run every time. If you can find a guy open down the field, the coach would much rather you stay in the pocket mm-hmm. and find that big play rather than just, oh, I don't see anything, I'm just going to run it and then risk getting injured. I like him His energy is great, too. Like, the dream for me, I know I said I'd want him on the Colts. Get drafted by the Texans, then get JSN for the 12th pick for the Texans. Have that would be two sick. Duo, yeah. dude. I would love that. I would, oh my god. That would be dope. Or you one. see um, the Texans get that, who's the, the guy from Ohio State um, next year? This going to be, oh man, I can't think of his name right But now. it could be like a Joe my cousin loves Chase him. Thing. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. my cousin loves that guy. Uh... I love duos in the NFL now, though. I think that's something teams strive for is to yep. pair up their buddies in college. Oh, Marvin of- Harrison Jr. I don't know if y'all have heard of him, but he is a monster. Monster wide receiver. Way better than JSN, in my opinion. Really? Yep. That's crazy. Crazy guy, but I don't think he can be drafted until next year. Yeah. Um, so that would be something that would be fun to see with C.J. Stroud. Really, any Ohio State receiver. Mm-hmm. Even, like, Chris Olave. Right, dude? I'm, I'm just excited for C.J. Stroud and exactly. his quarterback class in general. Exactly. Um, but I kind of want to mention one thing here that I was thinking of. Parker, as a Giants fan, what do you want as a quarterback in the offseason? Kind of revisiting this after Daniel Jones demands $45 million. Um, you mean, like, say, say like, if What's your we dream don't... scenario? Does it include Daniel Jones? I can't include can't. Daniel Jones. Any um, quarterback. Any quarterback. I think right now the franchise tag is the option mm-hmm. because I don't think. I don't you think the franchise tag Saquon or Daniel. Uh, probably Daniel. Saquon. Really? Yeah. Honestly, Saquon, just because he's performing. But I mean, he is. He has had a lot like injuries, and if you're if you don't have him, you. You franchise tag him, he gets injured, your season might be done. Yeah. Right. Uh, just because, like, we don't have solid wide receivers, and our defense is okay, but he's we fall, like, we rely on him heavily. Yeah. So to that, I'd you say Saquon. And for the quarterback situation, 
I think you said earlier in the in the podcast the Anthony Richardson thing. Yeah, happened. but that was also before his stellar stellar combine performance. Mm. Um, I don't really know. It would be hard to trade up for him now, but it's really, a hard decision. Yeah, I, you guys are in a very tough spot I, to I even make why, a decision. I don't know why he's asking that much money. Like he, it's like he's yeah. trying to make it more difficult than it needs to be. Like exactly. we have two players that we. If Geno Smith is getting thirty-five million, then I'd say yeah. Daniel Jones maybe deserves thirty. That I'd I say can see that. I could see him getting twenty-five though. Yeah, and I think he's worth a franchise. He time. he I needs to be a little humbled. Yeah, I mean he's not like a. It it surprises me honestly because he's not like a cocky like get in your face type of player. Oh. It's kind of weird that he asks that much money when if. Uh, like, if the Giants don't give him that much money, I don't see any team giving him that much money. No one's going to – Giants aren't going to drop him, and then some other team is going to pick him up and say, oh, yeah, we'll give you $45 million. Exactly. That's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. He's either going to have to realize that this is going to work with the Giants or he's going to get less money somewhere else. He's exactly. just he's, he's going to get less money Giants or somebody else. That's what's going to happen. It's, yeah, that's just kind of his choice at that point. But anyways, we're going to round off this episode here. Our fifth down question will be the where, well, what quarterback is going to do the best out of this draft, looking back in 5, 10 years. Um, that'll be available. The link should be in the Spotify description when the video releases. Or uh, if you get it on the Herman Press, I believe Mr. Murray will probably be posting the link with an Instagram or Facebook post. But, yeah, thank you, guys. This was Season 2, Episode 2, and we'll see you next time.